three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. So we continue to look at the Bible and look at the benefits of reading it, prayerfully reading it, and or listening to it. And if you're not very good at reading, as uh, I am not a great reader, then there's nothing like reading it over and over again until you get a little bit better, just like anything we just gotta do it more till we get good enough at it where we're comfortable doing it so that's what we're doing here we're reading through joshua and we're chapter 8 verse 10 they're getting ready to for the second time attempt to take the city of ai and now we're going to get some more of the details of this battle prep and see if we get to the battle itself. So here we go, verse 10 of chapter 8 of Joshua. Joshua rose early in the morning and mustered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people to Ai. And all the fighting men who were with him went up and drew near before the city and encamped on the north side of Ai with a raven, a ravine between them and Ai. He took about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai to the west of the city. So they stationed the forces, the main encampment that was north of the city and its rear guard west of the city. But Joshua spent that night in the valley. And as soon as the king of Ai saw this, he and all his people, the men of the city hurried and went out early to the appointed place toward the... Harabon to meet uh, to to meet Israel in battle, but he did not know that there was an ambush against them behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel pretended to be beaten before them and fled in the direction of the wilderness. So all the people who were in the city were called together to pursue them, and as they pursued Joshua, they were drawn away from the city. Not a man was left in Ai or Bethel. Who did not go out after Israel? They left the city open and pursued Israel. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the javelin that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. Then Joshua stretched out the javelin that was in his hand toward the city. Then the men in the ambush rose quickly out of their place, and as soon as he had stretched out his hand, they ran and entered the city and captured it. And they hurried to set the city on fire. So when the men of Ai looked back, behold, the smoke of the city went up to heaven, and they had no power to flee this way or that, for the people who fled to the wilderness turned back against the pursuers. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had captured the city, and that the smoke of the city went up, then they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. And the others came out from the city against them. So they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. And Israel struck them down until there was left none that survived or escaped. But the king of Ai, they took alive and brought him near to Joshua. All right, we'll stop. We'll stop there. So that's the battle. The battle is now over. We'll get some more details and other things here in the closing part of it. And then look at what Joshua does in response to God that's given them an AI. AI. So 12,000 people in AI are now no longer 
and the 35,000 plus children of Israel have now taken Ai and Bethel. <clears throat> so interesting turn of events there for for them. But the the main thing is how quickly we can move forward in things that are good and just and right when we do things God's way, right? And so God's told Joshua how to how to win this battle. He listens to to God. It is interesting his uh, how Joshua spends time here uh, the night before. It mentions it twice. And so just thinking through as a leader, pondering, you know, you, sometimes we ponder our choices that are going to affect others, right? And he is no exception to this. And I'm sure that he is wondering, okay, we, we the first time we tried this, it, it failed badly. I lost three dozen men. And now we're doing this again. But now <clears throat> we've taken care of the sin in the camp. We, we have God on our side and <laughs> we have a lot more. But he had has to be thinking back to, I sent spies up there. They said this would be easy. It wasn't. Then we found out there was sin, sin in the camp. Now we're doing it again. We have the numbers. We have way numbers up. We have this trickery that God has given us, this wisdom. And But still, in all of this, this thing called faith can be awfully troubling. And so, you know, I wonder... Often, if when it says Joshua, uh, so Joshua um, spent the night among the people. Is that they stayed up all night talking, moving around, moving about, what's going on there? And then later on, uh, that was in the passage I read last, I read this early this yesterday morning, and then this, this morning we're reading, but Joshua spent the night in the valley. Um, and so, in the valley with the people, he's pondering, am I doing the right thing? How's this going to, what's tomorrow going to look like? And, and I think that for many, leadership often looks like something they want to be. Oh, I could do this better. The armchair kind of quarterback uh, or the second guessing of other leaders. But being a leader, that takes a lot. And every family needs a leader and every community needs leaders and every church needs leaders. And often they are the most criticized. And I think that Joshua is probably not immune to the idea. He heard a lot of the criticism that Moses dealt with. And he maybe even heard Moses criticizing some of, you know, his, his leaders, the ones that, you know, under him, but, in charge of this thousand or that thousand or this elder or that elder, who knows? So Joshua's probably wondering, second guessing himself, but in the in the end, he does what God tells him to do. And I think sometimes we even beat ourselves up, and I can't believe I doubted God. I can't believe I had those thoughts. Well, believe it, you had them, right? The the big thing is, what are we acting on? What are you acting on? Are you acting on a faith that God is in control? God has this. That we don't need to worry about. These are things because worrying about it doesn't change anything anyway. Let's let's focus on what we can do, what we should be doing, and moving forward, trusting God. And I think that's really what we 
all need to do. And so God is faithful. God is a strong tower. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, as Proverbs, I think it's 20, tells us. But we trust in the name of the Lord. God is faithful. God is able to do this. Joshua ultimately is trusting in God. God gets it done. So let's let God get it done today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon.